0: Here are your hosts, Chase Parm, and broadcast school has really paid off, and Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on
1: TV. Welcome in, Tuesday edition Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCrady, Clark Florida Studio here with you today. It's the annual school day game, Ole Miss and Little Rock, 11 a.m. from Swayze Field this morning. As uh, my public service announcement is every single year, my foul balls miss all children over the course of the seven innings or so that the kids are at the uh, ballpark today. It scares the hell out of me every single time. So that is again this morning here at uh, Swayze again. Jordan Vera on the mound for the Rebels. Otherwise, pretty uh slow day today, probably in Ole Miss athletics. Cameron Barnes commits to Ole Miss basketball since the uh, the last time we talked. So I mention that today as the uh, as the show goes on. But anyway, that's what's going on news-wise. We'll get into it here on the show. A show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Blue, blue sky locations up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi as well. You know about the lunch specials. You know about the ribs. that can take care of you for dinner tonight. Wet or dry, call ahead. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go. It's quick and easy for you here in Oxford with the, uh, the blue sky. And then down in the Jackson Metro with the Clinton blue sky. They do their homemade donuts every single morning, a lot of variety, a lot of flavors there for you. If you're around Clinton, stop in and check out the donuts there with Blue Sky. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
2: Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, do what I've done, recommend that What you do, let's hop into a Clark Ford today. Great service, great product. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest will join on the myperfectfranchise.net hotline. Are you a displaced corporate executive? Are you wanting to put your career in your own hands? Or are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you have nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy anytime at Andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404 973 9901.
1: What's your take on what's going on with this? baseball thing the gambling referring to alabama yeah 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 alabama uh, and it's it, and it's on the alabama side which is also interesting they just didn't flag the game they were saying alabama baseball is what is uh, stopped here for anyone who's been under a rock the last 18 hours or so ohio gambling regulators on monday instructed the state's licensed sports books to halt betting on college baseball games involving alabama after suspicious wagering activity was detect, detected in the Crimson Tide's game against top-ranked LSU on Friday, they are no longer taking acceptance of any wagers on Alabama baseball effective immediately. For that, it is some sort of monitor agency that talks about um, integrity, a game that LSU led 8 to 1 after 7 innings, held off a late rally by the Crimson Tide for an 8-6 victory Friday in Baton Rouge. Alabama
2: L- scrapped its starter on Friday before the game. Yeah,
1: he, had, he, was, he, was, he was a scratch really late, 10,
2: 15 minutes before the start. And somebody, it's my understanding, and again, I don't, I don't cover Alabama. I don't sure. know. But it's my understanding that it's something that it was suspicious in the amount of the wager and when the wager came in that made them think that it was someone. Connected. Either, either inside or connected to the inside of the program. My my questions on that are a couple different fold.
1: Number one, LSU was a minus 245 favorite anyway. They had Paul Skeens on the mound. Mm-hmm. Um, a game LSU was most likely going to win. And I get you could have pushed it up to 350 or 400 or whatever, but Alabama's starting pitching has not necessarily been like a lead. It, it, it's, it's weird to me a little bit just from the standpoint of if it went the other way, you would think that Hey, Skeen's getting scratched. Well, that's a huge wager difference. That's a huge way thing, the way that you have to change. It, just, it would have to be a crazy amount of money, and it would have to come in at a time because, I mean, let's be real. If you're in the stadium, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're in the stadium watching the game, you could easily put calls to people going, hey, he's not warming up. Why don't you throw a little cash on this real quick? You know what I mean? Like I, I just It feels like there's more to it than well, just, it hey, feels like simply. There's,
2: and I don't think it was somebody putting $30 down. Yeah, sure. I mean, somebody put somebody did something. Yeah. I mean, because that kind of stuff, what you just described, happens all the time. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you and make- now typically college <laughs> baseball
1: is not getting tons of money on it. That's not where the pull is across I mean, the gambling. I, I, I
2: wouldn't think.
1: I don't know. And there aren't even lines typically, so it's just money lines. It's not like, hey, oh God, Alabama came back and won by, you know, lost by two, not seven. Wow, that was weird. They let them score late. I I don't know. I mean, it's more just got my intrigue up because it has to be fairly significant, especially to hold it moving forward. That well, has to mean they suspect it's
2: something inside the program that it's, is, it's that what is it shaving. That's what it tells me. Yeah. That they think that something's going on inside the program, that there's a, there's a mole feeding information, I guess, but it's not like feeding it to Vegas because Vegas doesn't do it, right? I don't know. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, it's As much just, as we
2: talk about gambling. And it's just Ohio. Yeah. As much as we talk about gambling, I don't really understand it enough to dive into it. I'm looking at AL.com to see if they've got anything in depth on this. They touching it? I'm looking. Having a hard time? I don't see anything yet. Really? I mean, it would be a difficult story. Oh, here we go.
1: Okay. What
2: well, we got? Let's see. This is by Nick Alvarez. Okay. Hold on. Got to pull up an ad. Hope in a broken world. Fear the Walking Dead. The season finale, May fourteenth. Still on. Apparently so. The Walking Dead still on TV. All right. Uh, okay. The more you know. Legal sports books in Ohio are not accepting any wagers on Alabama baseball, according to a directive issued on Monday and obtained by ESPN. Matthew T. Schuller, the executive director of the Ohio. Casino Control Commission made the decision after, quote, suspicious wagering activity, end quote, was detected in the Crimson Tide's 8-6 road loss to number one ranked LSU on April 28th. U.S. Integrity, a Las Vegas-based group that monitors data to see if discrepancies coincide with notable player or coaching events, reveal officiating abnormalities or are indicative of the misuse of insider information, per its website, sent a warning to its clients following the game last Friday. Alabama Athletics, the Southeastern Conference, the NCAA, and the Ohio Casino Control Commission didn't immediately respond to AL.com's request for comment. Before the loss in question in Baton Rouge, Alabama sophomore Luke Holman was scheduled to start. According to UA's game recap, reliever Hagan Banks was told an hour before first pitch that he would be starting in Holman's place. Alabama scored five runs in the final two innings, but their late rally came up short. The tide was swept by the Tigers, dropping the tide to 30-15, and 9-12 and 12 in the SEC. Um, and then it says in April, Alabama head baseball coach Brad Bohannon was sued by a former yeah. player Wait a along with UA's pitching coach and trainer due to mistreatment from an injury. So that's uh, all from Nick Alvarez, who is a reporter for Alabama Media Group. If you'd like to follow him on Twitter, you can at Nick <laughs> underscore A underscore Alvarez, or you can even email him at nalvarez at al.com. I've learned more from the Walking Dead ad, I think, than I actually have
1: from al.com recently. That was good. Um,
2: if you purchase a product or register for an account through one of the links on their site, by the way, they may receive compensation. Yeah. There you go. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was, I mean, somebody mentioned the thread and I was going to mention it too. (laughs) Got a lot going on in Tuscaloosa these days. Greg Byrne, busy man outside of simply just trying to run an athletic department. You've got now a gambling thing coming over you. You've got Blake Bennett, yes, suing Bohannon and all those guys. I don't, I do not know the completely not frivolous or frivolous nature of that, of that lawsuit. We read through it on the show, but I mean, who knows what's right or wrong or anything else because as happens with a lot of act- athletic departments, they can't wait to tell their side of the story, but they never actually really do that ever. Um, so, I don't know what that looks like. The Brandon Miller situation, that was a PR nightmare at minimum and much worse than that at maximum, depending on where you fall on it. And then within the last 24 hours, they've also had an, a deputy athletic director arrested on domestic, domestic violence charges also. so. Yes, It's a busy day at the Capstone. Got a lot going
2: on. Matt Self, one of the senior members of the University of Alabama's Athletics Department and the department's administrator for the football program, was arrested Sunday by Tuscaloosa police on a domestic violence charge. According to Tuscaloosa Police Department spokeswoman Stephanie Taylor, who has a job that I would never want, police were called to a home shortly after midnight Sunday as a result of the investigation self was charged with third-degree domestic violence. He appeared Sunday evening in the inmate database of Tuscaloosa County Jail. He was placed on a 24-hour domestic violence hold, and bond was set at $300. He was no longer listed late Monday morning in the jail inmate database. Additional details surrounding the incident were not yet available from police alabama athletics is aware of this incident an athletics department spokesperson said in a statement we take such matters seriously and we continue to gather more information to address this personnel matter self by the way is responsible for all areas of compliance with ncaa sec and ua rules and regulations correct Monitoring efforts and investigations. In addition, self, a member of the department's executive staff, oversees equipment operations, sports medicine, athletic training, nutrition, strength, and conditioning, and is the sport administrator for football and volleyball. Okay. He has served in that role since uh, Jeff Purinton's departure last May. When That's Arkansas State AD now? Jeff is now the Arkansas State Athletics Director. That's correct.
1: The guy who didn't really care about Ole Miss canceling a game because he was busy with other things like going to Jonesburg to be hired as the AD. Yes. Back in the day. Full circle. (laughs) Like any I mean, the Miller thing's a huge deal, obviously, but Alabama's handling of all these things is like whatever if you're just independent. But like altogether, you do kind of look up and go, What the hell? Like, I mean, it's had a lot of good. It's not necessarily fair, but then at the same time you go, Hold on, like, who's running this
2: place right now? What is going on? Well, you know, I've always, and this is is cynical. Uh Uh-huh, sure. When everything's going great, I start going, hey, the sky's about to fall. You believe in universe balance to an extent? I just am not one, if everything's going great, to get cocky about it. (laughs) Like, if everything's going awesome in my life, the last thing I'm going to do is get on Facebook and tell the world how awesome everything is going. You don't wake up one morning and go, this couldn't go wrong. Mm -mm. Everything is fantastic. Nope. I start kind of safeguarding for, hey, (laughs) something bad's about to happen.
1: Are are you as optimistic when things are going negatively that they are going to turn around?
2: No. Okay. Well, it has to work both ways. I just want to put my head down and try to grind through it. Okay. Because
1: it can't be one or the other. It has to be both. It has to balance back out to the middle.
2: I just believe in a healthy amount of cynicism. Alabama's had a lot go well. For a long time. For a long time. Kind of feels like... And I was there covering them before everything went well. And it kind of feels like it's sort of time for things to level back out. Does this do all these things have
1: a negative impact on either the football program, Nick Saban or the academics and the institution? Because maybe the latter And Alabama has blown up academically, or at least from an enrollment standpoint, since Saban's run because football is a front door to the university. Alabama is Ole Miss's number one competitor from the standpoint of students who are accepted to Ole Miss that go to other schools and don't choose Ole Miss. Alabama's number one on where they end up going. Um, State's only fourth, by the way, if you're curious. Uh, Tennessee and LSU, two and three. Uh, but I do wonder a little bit if all of this and all the negative. Like, I, I do wonder if it hits you. Maybe not in the football as in Saban's not going to recruit or anything like that, but I do wonder if institutionally it does affect your student environment kind of thing. Because, look, they've done all this with Tuscaloosa being kind of a shithole. Kind well, of? You know, fair. I was being nice. I mean, that is the remarkable part of that is getting that level of academic, enrollment and things that have, have have turned as they have with frankly a declining campus city
2: i mean sabin did wonders for the place that's documented sure um we've talked about it he's I mean, underpaid yeah i mean there's probably no way to really accurately pay him um yeah i don't know enough about the type of student that they've gotten i know that obviously it looks fun on when you look at a game on Bryant Denny on a Saturday afternoon. It looks fun. Yeah, Dixieland
1: delight and, and the whole deal. And, and for a ooh. lot
2: for a lot of kids who probably aren't super duper serious, like most most kids. Frankly, I mean, you know, they just look for a place that would be fun to go to. Um, and I'm sure that the football success can be documented, and it has been, and all that stuff. I I don't know. I mean, the Miller thing. With the, the the baseball gambling things, no no one's going to care. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Um, you know, and and who? I mean, I'm not going to sit here on on a podcast and convict Mr. Self because who knows what happened, right? We've we've covered this fairly recently. Um, you know, no,
1: we, no, it's totality of negative attention. It's not necessarily
2: any one event outside of Miller that is some. The Miller thing is a bad story for Alabama. The Miller thing, speaking as a parent. The Miller thing is, wait, what? Oh. On the strip? All the kids are, that's that, where they go? That's and, a good point. People yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Right across from campus. And all the riffraffs hanging around on the strip and shooting people? Yeah. I mean, it'd be like, you know, when that stuff happens on the square, if anything happened like that, you'd be like, wait, wait, what? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. I mean, if you know, I mean, that, that to me, the Miller story is the story that if you're Alabama, you're like, God damn know, I'm not talking about athletics. Because Sabin's Saban. I mean, Saban's been running the same program for fifteen years now. I mean, dude's been there for a minute. But I the, the Miller thing is like that would I mean, that's a bad that's a bad story. That is a bad story. Forget the basketball part of it. From a university standpoint, that is a bad story.
1: But, this kind of thing can be going on across from campus.
2: This kind of thing is going on yeah. on campus. Yes, I mean the strip is basically on campus. Mm-hmm. That's that's alarming. If, if you're a parent, I mean, I mean, I, I, look, I'll say it. I mean, I'm a parent. I've got one more kid that's got a school choice to make, and and Alabama's not on the list of eligible schools. And I have ties to Alabama. I grew up an Alabama fan. Both of my parents have degrees from Alabama, but I don't. I don't. Is that town safe? That's what you're looking for as a parent. Is is a town safe? I mean, it's one of the reasons, quite frankly, in all these college towns, whenever something happens negatively, they do everything they can to cover it up. Yeah, the tentacles that come from it, from yeah. enrollment one and of everything the, else. One, yeah. of the, one of the benefits from a university standpoint of newspapers going out of business is there's no local newspaper to really cover anything.
1: Oh, the amount of stuff that's not covered is mind-boggling yeah i mean compared, on all levels i mean yeah. not even crime just period but you know compared to 20
2: years ago i mean so yeah i don't know it's, it's probably if you're inside their their building over there you're a little alarmed by it but i don't know what their like i don't know what their standards are for acceptance of out-of-state kids i don't Listen, I mean, this is a story for another day, probably. But all of these schools suddenly are being pressured, or they're wanting to completely drop basically the standardized test requirements. Over half the league has already. And when you get to that place, and just anybody can get in, I don't know what's a college degree worth at that point. What what, do you, what are your standards? How do you how do you how do you truly compare student bodies? if you're throwing standardized test out the window, because look, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that the standards at some of the top schools in the Houston area, for example, are a lot more difficult than Ruston high school. I'm just going to, I'm just going to bet. I I bet any amount of money on that, that the kids taking um, AP level courses at, KD High School in in Houston are far more challenged academically at the high school level than the same kids at Ruston. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll pick on my alma Yeah, whatever. Nothing. Yeah. At Neville, at West Monroe, yeah, it's not it's not as challenging. So, are you going to compare them? Are you, you? You? How do you compare those apples to to apples? As opposed to. If, they bo- if everybody takes the ACT, you, you, you kind of have a clue here as to who tests better. And, and look, we can all do the thing, but the test is unfair. The test is this. The test is that. It, it's a pretty good gauge. It's not perfect, but pretty good. The kids who make 36s on ACTs are 100 times out of 100 Smarter than the kids who make eighteens.
1: Oh, and, and and I don't think that's even the thing. I think if you wanted to make the other argument, it's the kid who test preps the shit out of it to get to twenty-three versus the kid who sure. makes a twenty who doesn't. Sure. That's sure. your that's the argument for that, not the sure. thirty-six. Those are brilliant children. Sure. It's the middle that you can prep your way through to a higher score. You can. Um No, I mean
2: there should be a lot of different things. I mean, that's look, it's we're going to break in a second, but it's but even in those kids right on, on, on the kids that, that work their way up from say a 24 to a 28. Yeah, yeah, sure well, you found out something about their work ethic you found out something about where they their, can afford it their home life Well, yeah, but you still got to put the work in Well but you got to put the work in but Look, if the other kid can't I, afford it then it I gets get it, into but, a med, like, but you can't if a kid makes a 17 on the ACT: oh, Well, that's a whole and different. says, I'm going to go put work in. On his own. Yeah, sure. Or her own. He can still work his way up to a 22, 23, 24. You can absolutely do but it. But how are you differentiating between that and the 17 who can't afford the prep? Then that can, here's, here's the truth. Not everybody belongs well, But, in, but, um, but not the everybody point, though, belongs why in it's college. it's not a perfect right. system. It's not perfect. But those kids don't belong in college. They're going to fail anyway. Bottom line. They're going to fail anyway. Why would the kid who has they, a
1: 17 that can't afford it fail and the kid who can't? he
2: or she doesn't have the home life to be prepared for college. They're not prepared for college. They're going to go to college and they're going to fail. That's the bottom line. No, that's too broad. I, because, I, that's what I think. Because
1: then you get the kid who goes to college and actually does take advantage of the opportunity because he finally
2: has resources because he's in college. Sure, but he look I mean we, we do this thing all the time. You if you want if you want as a as an American kid, if you want to improve the AC, your A C T score, if you want to do it, you can. Literally have an internet connection. And you'll have that at your school. You can go into your school to the counselor and go, I need to do some ACT prep. At any school in America, they can give you some, some, some stuff.
1: Not the same as private, though, well, hours no, I didn't. and hours and I didn't, hours. I didn't, like, but,
2: but I'll tell you this. As someone who watched a kid do hours and hours and hours, you can over-prep for the ACT. Oh, I'd buy that. Sure. I've watched kids do it. Mm-hmm. There's a level of preparation that, I mean, for one of ours, the best thing she did was just take the ACT prep class at, at Oxford High School. That's it. One class. That's all she did. She didn't do any private tutoring. She didn't do all the private stuff. That's part of the argument, too, though. A lot of
1: schools don't even have that. Oxford does. But a lot of schools do. I bet Hatley doesn't.
2: But the same kid at Hatley could go get the material and at least teach him or herself some of it. It's right. I mean, it's inner ACT prep in oh, your sure. computer, on your Google thing, and just get overwhelmed. I mean, It's tons of it. You can take, you can practice test the act for free till your eyes bleed there's a middle ground is
1: the problem we went from a hundred to zero and it's like okay it should matter it it, also shouldn't be an end-all be-all
2: i mean i don't know how we got on this topic i'm just a firm believer that not everybody belongs in college that that we we've we've turned i think that's a whole different conversation we've turned the college thing into something that's just i mean i agree with there you know i mean so many people would be so much better served going into some technical fields. Oh, 100%. So, so much more. 100%. We've, we've, we've cheapened college educations to the point where they're, we're, they're so expensive, and I don't really know what they're actually worth. Yeah, there's a thread on the board right now. It's yeah, pretty interesting I mean, about it. I didn't learn a damn thing in college. It Either my, my undergraduate or my master's degree that has applied to my professional career. Not one thing. Yeah. Not one thing. Couple balls on it. Not one thing come
1: back to it in a second. Spring is here. It's time to refresh your outdoor spaces. Heavenly Sunshine Property Services, your go-to professional power washing. for your home's exterior and sidewalks to your deck and patio, team has experience and equipment to get the job done right. With their advanced power washing techniques and attention to detail, they can remove dirt, grime, mildew, to review a fresh and clean surface. Heavenly Sunshine Property Services has been serving the Mid-South for over four decades. The full-service commercial residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft watch, roof applications, facade cleaning, window cleaning and more so contact them today get ready to enjoy a brighter closer cleaner living space visit your website heavenlysunshine.com or give sandy a call at 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate use the code mpw10 for a 10 percent discount
2: walk on sports bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of louisiana dig into the mouth-watering made from scratch louisiana cuisine boys, gumbo voodoo shrimp plus fan favorites like juicy burgers fresh salads all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi it's starting to warm up outside. Some are right around the corner. You want to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Get in touch with our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, uh, different comp- different uh, products. but I'm sorry, different names, different uh, people, but the same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right, $1 no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's astoc dot B-I-D or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, Selma, Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. And we're brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison right here in Iuka, Mississippi. I told you about prescription support yesterday. They also have all sorts of supplements and vitamins and other things that will help you stay more compliant taking your medications, help you stay healthier over the long term. It's available in local independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including all across Mississippi, or on their website, solutionsrx.com. Type in the promo code OEP check checkout to receive 10% off your first order. And it's graduation season. Dead Soxy has your favorite grad's feet covered. Every journey begins with the first step. So make it count and gift your grad premium Dead Soxy socks. Take advantage of 30% off savings or gift a sock subscription that will keep them fresh as they step into their new adventures in style. Visit DeadSoxy.com. Use the promo code Rebel Grove for 30% off savings at checkout to style up your favorite new grad. Congratulations to the class of 2023 from Dead Soxy. And as always, stay soxy.
1: Kemp Alderman, will are making a public appearance at Style Assembly on Square in Oxford on Mother's Day. It's May 14th from one to three. Stop by, hang out with Kemp, get autographs, take pictures, ask questions in a personal one-on-one setting. It's all free. There'll be a limited limited number of posters available for him to sign if you don't want to bring your own merchandise. And speaking of Mother's Day, just around the corner, let the Ladies of Style Assembly help you find mom the perfect gift, whether it's clothing, jewelry, purses, sunglasses, or a gift card. They simplify the shopping process with wish lists. Just have mom fill out a list at the store or over the phone, and Kate, the owner, and her team will keep it on file. So you have to do is stop by, choose something off the list, and get the exact gift she wants. It's perfect for Mother's Day, graduation, birthday, anniversaries, or any special occasion. They can also ship straight to your door if you don't live near Oxford. So stop by the store on the square. It's 203 North Lamar next to Blind Pig. Or call them 662 638 3163 or DM at Shops Shop Style Assembly on social media to place an order. Well, it's one of the things why what you learned or don't, it's one of the deals that they're struggling with, and this is not just old miss, this is schools in general, that after the pandemic, and frankly, just probably happening even before that, they've softened the curriculum. It's easier, they yes. don't push the kids as hard, they don't do the same things. They've right. become very, very cognizant of all these other things, and that ha- that's also cheap. I mean, I would, I would almost assume that just the amount of being pushed in college to what is necessary for the same grade has changed since you or I were in school dramatically. And I'm not doing that walk uphill both ways thing. It's just Mm-mm. accurate. I mean, almost to the point of a class now at a little higher level is closer to what you would have done at the same introductory class, in my opinion, back in the day, if you will.
2: Yeah, I think there's more pressure to pass the kids, as opposed to when I was in college, and it felt like half the time people were trying to fail us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was just a different deal. But look, I I don't I don't have enough knowledge of different colleges to speak to that across the board. And,
1: it's, and frankly, it's professor base. I mean, I'm friends with some professors that still teach very similarly versus some that don't. I mean, frankly, that's a teacher decision almost to an extent yeah. too. You've gotten softer. You haven't. Um, yeah.
2: I mean, I'm good. I'm, <laughs> uh, I mean, I just, I, it's stuff happens now on college campuses. That's mind boggling. I'm I come from a little different political bent probably than a lot of the people that are teaching on political on on college campuses i know some I know some college professors who sort of think the way I do, and I sort of see a lot of the stuff that they encounter on an almost daily basis and it's it's there's a ton of wasted energy
1: it It's changed in some ways even looking for interns and things because in the past you'd look for maybe a certain year and a certain thing and now you go, hey kind of at least got to get through these three or four classes or you literally can't do it because it's too much to teach. You're not at a point of being able to, to, to know it or not know it at this point. It's just changed a lot of stuff professionally because look, when they turn 22 and they graduate, you're no longer getting that handholding anymore. The world world doesn't care. They don't care that you had this issue or this issue or didn't make this grade or didn't do this class or didn't do, I mean, it's just you're working or you're not mm-hmm. at that point. Um, I, mean, I think, well, good point. Okay. Fair.
2: Um, I mean, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe so. I've got a I've got one brother that works in corporate America and I've heard some stories.
1: I mean, if, in college it's and yeah, I mean right. I mean we, we devalue trade schools more than we ever should. They're incredibly valuable, they're lucrative. They're valuable in so many ways and we do not push that in society enough in, in 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 any way. There's no doubt about that. Trades and vocations. Um but you know the college experience too, you're yeah, sure, you're learning you new know, school. You're also just kinda of growing up. I mean, if I said, Hey, what did I learn? it was more of hey, and how not to be so shy or network or mm-hmm. like actually get into rooms and not freak the hell out. I mean, it's a lot of those things that you just do from eighteen to twenty two because you sure mature and realize they're important and, and, and that kind of thing that's not necessarily in a classroom or writing something down on a Scantron or in a blue book um, yeah. when you're I mean, I, uh, when it, you're when you're doing it
2: different people have obviously very different college experiences because of what's going on or not going on in their lives or whatever. But yeah, sure. For some people, the, the, the social development is critical from that. And for some people it's not, but I still maintain that not everybody belongs in college. Oh hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's not a, that's not a, 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 any type of judgment of any, of anybody. It's just some people. No, we
1: th- made it too much of a success or not a success to based off whether you attend a right. school.
2: Some people absolutely belong in college, and some people don't, but college has become big business. It has become a the 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 system the way that it is set up right now is tremendously flawed it's expensive um it's one of the reasons I push back a little bit still to this day when people are like, well, I mean you know." student athletes, all they get is a, you know, all they got was a, a education. Okay. Yeah. But that education I mean, has value. Mm-hmm. I mean, literal financial value. Sure. You're, you're escaping college without student debt and most kids have to take loans. Even kids who get scholarships, ask me how I know, have to take some loans to pay back. I mean, it's, it's really expensive to go to college. Even in-state kids that stay local and stuff like that, it's still expensive, and I don't know that it used to exactly be that way. It's become big business in the schools. Frankly, are saving a lot of money
1: because, and this again, this is not just speaking of Ole Miss. This is just kind of SEC. This is this is regional in general. They use so many adjuncts that they're not even you know what I mean. They're not even making app you know relevant wages. The teachers and they're not even full-time faculty teaching a lot of the classes. I mean, it's it's a weird business model. All the way around, mm-hmm. um, where it where it comes in and and leaves and what it looks like. So, anyway, I mean, look, I mean, I, I am I am fascinated because it's it's a good problem in a lot of ways, and it could be a bad problem if it gets over a point. I'm curious what Ole Miss does logistically on where to put everybody moving forward because they're set for this fall a, another record freshman class because of all these reasons we're talking about. Because you know, it's laying to a point. It's it's dropping of test scores. It's a lot of stuff. There's lots of reasons for it. Yep. But, I mean, they're looking at 5,200-ish incoming freshmen next year. They have record retention rates. They're not losing kids to the level. And, again, that kind of probably comes back to what we're talking about. They're they're we're not losing kids with re- retention issues the way they would even five years ago. I mean, you're talking about some lofty, crazy retention rates right now. Um, they have to put them somewhere. That puts more people in the town. It puts in general. I know they're doing a lot of things, talking to some other universities, have been through similar things, trying to – Figure out what that looks like and what that means because, you know, hey, just build more dorms is not necessarily the answer because those things take a while. You need space for them. They're expensive as all hell. And relative to the expense, they don't really house many students. It's not fixing your issue in a lot of ways. So it's, I mean, you get to a point where you do have to start capping enrollment because you go, hey, we can't. I mean – in theory, if everybody just said yes, Ole Miss literally can't take 8,000 kids as freshmen. They don't have a place for that to happen in any way. They don't have the teachers to teach them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're getting on the top end of just growing and growing and growing and what that looks like as they move forward because 5,200 is a pretty good increase over this past year. I want to say this past year was, I don't know, 44 to 46. There's an exact number, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. So, yeah, it's a uh,
2: it's an issue. See what it looks like. Anyway, I guess that's my... I mean, ULM's had to really address it. <laughs> they've just said... they. they put hey, up, look,
1: when you get those coaching staffs down there that they've gotten, I mean, that just floods the school with yeah, applicants and, yeah. and enrollments and admissions. They've and, had to and really
2: limit else. the number of Rhodes Scholars and things of that nature. Just put caps on it. Oh,
1: uh, We rushed it there at the end yesterday. Anything else on uh, Matt Mott and his departure? You want to talk about or say before we move forward?
2: Um no I mean I just kind of a couple things but I'm not gonna say them um they um I'm just happy for my friend I'm glad for him I um, mean you know gets to kind of take over a program that's getting ready to come into the SEC and um I think he got a pretty favorable a really good deal and I think he's excited about it and um curious to see what Ole Miss does with that because they were paying him a top 20 salary Mm -hmm. and I'm going to guess they don't pay the next person a top 20 salary. I could be wrong. This is kind of, I'm one of the things I'm sort of watching for at schools, um, schools around the country that like, like Ole Miss, they, and this is not, this is not a, a derogatory thing at all, but where they're really paying big time for, football for men's basketball for baseball like Ole Miss is I'm curious to see if they start trying to save money in the other sports
1: because look there's a couple ways to look at it um and I don't have any real knowledge here I'm just kind of talking logically on what this looks like by the way somebody asked about Oklahoma and what their soccer history is they've only been to the play tournament four times they've only been to the second round once um and they haven't been since 2016 so it's not an overly competitive soccer program yeah
2: they wanted to hire somebody who had been in the league and who had taken a program that was not all that successful and made it pretty successful and Matt absolutely did that. He took an, a program that was irrelevant and made it very relevant.
1: I mean I guess they've only had two coaches in the program's history, Steve Holman and then Mott, yeah, I think that's
2: it, so there will be you know there will be people that said, well, the program's ready to go to the next level that that's going to be easier said than done because that sport's pretty competitive at the sec level there's some really good soccer programs in the sec and oklahoma knows it as they get ready to jump in you better have somebody who knows the layout of the league and who knows you know how to um how to compete
1: you'll find this funny before i move on to what i was thinking about sports and ole miss is um RJ Morgan, who teaches in the School of Journalism at Ole Miss, tweeted this the other day. You know, we always talk about how ChatGPT is going to try to confuse people and whatever. Yeah, I'm reading from his Twitter. Caught my first case of a student using ChatGPT last week. How did I know? You ask because the fourth paragraph of their article reflection begins, "quote As an AI language model, I cannot have <laughs> personal opinions or feelings, but I can provide an analysis of the points made in this article." Oh my god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So the kid literally just cut and paste. He cut and paste. He didn't even read it.
1: it. (laughs) You should be punished to whatever level plagiarism is and fail the class at that point.
2: You should fail the class. Yes. It should be the level that whatever it would be if someone else wrote your work. You should get an F slash S. Failure slash stupidity.
1: Yeah, that's like permanent record stuff right there. Like, hey, heads up, flashing light here on this child. I bet he doesn't fail. And there are some there are programs now that at least you can basically plug the stuff in and it tells you the likelihood that something is using Chat GPT, give you a high percentage. So it's at least a start. Because if you're smart about it, it's a really big problem. But if you're an idiot, it's
2: showing you're an idiot. I do feel for college professors oh, on yeah, this yeah. because the kids who are smart, it really can yeah. All they have to do is get it and then go edit it. Yeah. Change it a little. Put a little work into it. Put your voice in it a little. Yeah. But let it be the framework of your work. Let it do all of your research. As I said on the show several weeks ago, that's my biggest issue is that
1: college is about teaching kids how to research and compile and organize facts. Professionally, like I said, if he can help me, I get it because I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But learning how to do that is a completely different thing. It shouldn't teach. It shouldn't do that for you. But here we are. I get I am yelling at cloud a
2: little at this point. But I mean, this is where I mean. Like when I was doing my thesis in graduate school, I didn't even have Google yet. I mean, I had to go dig. I had to go work. Library. and book out. I mean, I did. I had to find stuff in. Yeah, I had to go research, like literal Mm -hmm. research. So yeah, I mean, I get it—the guy that's sixty degrees, sixty years old, who's you know has a doctorate from Yale or something, and he's teaching someplace, and these kids are—I mean, got to just you got to just want to throw stuff at them and go f f you fail you fail you fail, but that that person that person should fail. Yeah. They need to fail. Yeah, there's something to be learned from failure sometimes, and that person needs to learn. Hey, dude, you got to at least try. I mean, look, it's back to my,
1: it's back to the honest conversation we had the other day. Is <laughs> I do an AI? <laughs>
2: it's an artificial. God Almighty! Yeah,
1: so it's a, moron. It's crazy. Isn't it? That's beyond crazy. I would have had to pour a drink at that point, and you see that, and you go, "Okay, I just need a break. I'm, 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 I'm done." Yeah, F slash S. But it, 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 it's 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 as little work as possible to just put something on the page. I mean, I do. It was, and I think it's the point I, I didn't make well when we were having the honest discussion was I do think it's society. We've put too big of a, too big of a definition on it. And we're too scared of failure. Failure is okay. It's not a bad word. You know what I mean? Like, sure, of course, even if the season was a failure, okay, learn from it. Like, sure. there's something about that word being the bullseye that you have to go. no, no, no. no we just tried and didn't get it. Well, Just fail. It's okay. Sure. Fail all the time. We've had podcasts. We've scrapped. They sucked. Okay, move on.
2: Yeah, lots of them.
1: Yeah, failure's good. If you're not failing, you're not giving a crap. You're not trying. If you don't fail some, then you're not doing enough to see if you can accomplish something. You're sitting in your cozy little bubble just doing the same thing you know you can do over and over and over and over again.
2: Well, it is what's wrong with the whole participation trophy, with the appeasement. With, hey, we want you to feel safe. What the hell does that even mean? What does that mean? So when I go to work now, hey, I I need to feel safe here. No, you need to produce what you need to do. You need to go to work. need to produce. need to justify your existence. Yeah. As Andy Kennedy used to say. Yeah. Justify your existence. (laughs) Justify your paycheck. That'll make you, This the, the more you justify your 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 value here, the safer you're going to feel.
1: Yeah. No, I don't know. It just it stuck with me after we got into talking. I was like, I I didn't elaborate my point. I thought that's what it is. Is I I don't like he avoided just saying failure is okay. That's what bothered me about. Yeah. It. He gave like d- great dad advice, like the perfect thing you tell your kid. But at the same time, it was like,
0: mm,
1: no, just it's okay, cool. Why, yeah. why, why is that an indictment on you because you <laughs> failed? It's not.
2: I don't really get it. So anyway, no, I mean, there's, there's, uh, I've said this many
0: times. I mean, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Growth comes from discomfort. I mean, I know it's cliche, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could cite examples of it with me, with my kids. Um, I mean like I, we full circle with the ACT. I mean, when Campbell took the ACT the first time, Campbell did not want to stay in school in Mississippi. She wanted to leave. She was at the age of 15, 16, she was, wanted to go out of state. I said, well, you're gonna have to help me. Period. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah. have to help me. I can't, I can't foot that whole bill. You're gonna have to help me. If you were an only child, maybe I could pull it off, but you're not, so you're gonna have to help me. And um, you know, her first ACT was like a 25 or something. And she's like, what do I need to get to? I said, 30. And she put the work in. I mean, she put the work in. Had she just felt sorry for herself and said, oh, that's well, not fair, she wouldn't have gotten there. And she put the work in and got to that place where, you know, I mean, I remember the night where she realized that she had it. And, I mean, it was cool, you know, but you, she got there by realizing, hey, I'm not doing enough. I got to do more. Mm-hmm. I got to do more. And a hell of a lot of her ACT prep was on her own. I mean – Ninety percent of it.
1: Well, cause end of the day to accomplish that, you, nobody can want it for you. You either do it or you don't. Yeah, I mean, and nobody yeah. goes
2: in and takes the test. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say nobody takes the test. There are people who go in and take tests, but you yeah. understand my point. Nobody took her test for her. Yeah. She wasn't going to get the math down. It's like we've seen some stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, she had to go <clears throat> do it. And mm-hmm. I think we've kind of eliminated some of that in our. And I don't even feel like I'm an old man yelling at clouds yeah. right now. I, I think I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. You know, hey, I, I'm having a hard time. Okay, well, let's come up with reasons to justify it as opposed to, all right, well, let's fix it. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, I mean, failures a part of life. Yeah. You fail a lot. Right? I mean, it's kind of where sports is the last great meritocracy. If you think about it, we've talked about this before. I mean, every high school team in America on Saturday morning, for the most part, they go watch the film. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not watching the film to change the outcome. You lost. You're learning from it. You lost. Sometimes you got your ass kicked and the film starts with the coaches yelling at you. And if it's good coaches, there's a transition at some point in that weekend from, all right, you really sucked last night to Right, how do we fix this for next week? How do we improve?
1: Yeah, we've calmed down. The emotion's gone. Let's, how let's do we talk. improve?
2: Let's, let's turn this into a teaching moment. Well, we do that in sports at all levels. Like, you know, on Ole Miss plays on Saturday. Ask me how I know that there were extra film sessions on some Sundays. Mm-hmm. They, they watch film on Sunday. But at some point, even after the most devastating loss, you go, okay, let's turn the page. At some point after the most exhilarating win, got to turn the page. Yeah. I mean, Lang does
1: a little, we're throwing it in the trash can. Yeah. It's over.
2: Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. And that's, you know, that's part of it. It's one of the reasons that, I mean, like I said, sports is the, maybe the last meritocracy left.
1: It's one of the reasons why for youth and even high school, I like individual sports so much. The score sure. is the score. Sure. Sure. You put the ball in the hole, you hit the ball over the net or you don't. Yeah. For sure. You're on the horse and you jump over the thing or you don't. Sure. I mean that's it. No politics in that.
2: There's Cl- a score. All Clinton high school jokes aside. I mean, yeah. you know, that night Carson came in the door hours after they'd gotten their ass kicked in the playoffs. I mean, just destroyed. <laughs> and I mean he's got blood all over him and I mean, he was invested. In blood and you still tell he'd been crying and everything else. And, you know, I mean, I said, Well, I mean, you saw the standard that's it because you won't play anybody better mm-hmm. that's as good as you'll play that's as good a team as you'll play that's the standard y'all want to compete for a state title there you got that that's that that's what you've got to put the work in to be able to compete with those guys they finished it i assume they won yeah 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 i mean i told him i said you might play a team that's just as good but you won't play a team any better anywhere yeah yeah sure Anywhere in the country, go California and find the best team and they won't be any better than that team from Clinton, period. And that team was driven and motivated and they were ready, you know? I mean, so you, at some point, yeah, you feel sorry for yourself for a minute, but then you go, okay, well, I mean, if we want it that bad, it's like right now, if you're in the SEC, if you really want it, I mean, there's a lot to this, (laughs) right? But, I mean, you know what the standard is. It's Georgia. Yeah, It's Georgia. That's the standard. It's not Alabama anymore. It's Georgia. Look at the draft. Yeah. You want to you be the best program in the country? Well, it, okay. It's that that one. Now, again, how do we find the Way resources to do it? And, but you do know what the standard is. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's right there in front of you. Yeah. You can see the
1: top of the staircase. It's, yeah. It's right there. There might be a bunch of moats, but you can yeah, see it's, it.
2: It's not a figurative deal. It's literally right there. It's okay. Well, how do we get to that place? How do we get to a place where we can compete with that? Mm-hmm. That's the question that everybody in the league. If you're if you're being serious about, hey, we want to be a championship contender. Like Hugh Freeze is over there at Auburn. You know, at some point he'll talk about championships and stuff. Okay, well, I mean, you don't have to look far, bud. A few miles east. I mean, it's right there. Yeah. What he's built is what Saban built, and the, and 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 to prove it, I mean, the, how Georgia got there, they put their entire focus on being Alabama. They do. And they got there. Yeah. It took a minute. Brian Kelly's doing it at LSU right now. He's not stupid. He knows exactly who he's chasing. Mm-hmm. Podcast
1: brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Speaking of, be ready for the Grove. Join the Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 football season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process. To explore season tickets, visit com or call them at 662-915-7159 today block the vault again that's olemistix.com
2: 662-915-7159 game changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start the warm-up patch used before or while you drink the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep the all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play go to gamechangerpatch.com promo code Grove 20 at checkout for 20 percent off your purchase ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. Uh, It's a complete electrical control system solution provider. It's a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop that can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. It's acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381 got about a month and a half or so, to uh, go visit our friends at Lamons Fine Jewelry. Uh, they're going into retirement, but you can still stop by at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford and um, get the absolute gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at com or give them a call, 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle, Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team where they'll conduct a complimentary No obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Mention that you heard about Pinnacle on uh, the podcast, and they'll take a little extra care of you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're planning a summer vacation, uh, maybe you're planning a holiday trip or whatever the case may be, get in touch with John, going to Europe, whatever the case may be, get in touch with him, give him some parameters, give him a budget, let him give you options, and no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. It's 901-494-3387, or send him an email at edwards at net.
1: Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. sync to your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with G&M they also can transfer medications. One phone call, they take care of the rest. Whether well, that's Oxford or Holly Springs, let them handle your pharmaceutical needs moving forward. Again, that's 662-236-2222. So what I was saying was, yeah, I mean, you look at it and it just logically, and I get that salary structures aren't everything to do with an expenses, expenses for an athletic department, but Ole Miss has the, I don't even know the exact number, let's say 12th. Budget in the SEC right now out of 14. I mean, they, they're all over $100 million, but but yeah. Ole Miss is 12th or something. When you look, and I, I don't have a list in front of me, but I can do some common sense off the top of my head, Ole Miss is top half and a lot of salaries for head coaches. I mean, you look at it. Football, men's basketball, baseball. Yeah, I mean, Mike's number, number one public school in the country, number two overall behind Vanderbilt. Kiffin's a top 10 paid football coach, which mm-hmm. is a huge number, obviously. Sure. Beard is top half of the SEC. hmm um, I would assume that Yo is top half of the SEC. She's close to a million dollars. I'm guessing, yeah, but I, don't I would assume sure. um, if I'm wrong, okay. I don't know. Right. Um Corey Hinkus is one of the top women's golf coaches in the country from a salary standpoint. Um Matt Mott was a top twenty soccer coach. Mm-hmm. Point being you run through all these sports and you go, logically, if you have the twelfth budget, all of your salaries can't be top half because that that makes no sense in a way. You know what I mean? Like sure. just Accounting wise, to me, that makes sense. Um, now, the argument on that is some of the differences in these salaries is like a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars between fifth and eighth or whatever, and you go, should that really be breaking the bank and making a difference? And I understand a lot of people have that thought. But if you have that thought process with twenty different things, well, suddenly that's two or three million dollars, and that really really matters. So at some point you do have to draw lines and sands. And if you look at what Ole Miss is paying coaches, I would assume there's very few sports that they have just sort of punted and said we're not going to try to really compete with the top couple salaries or top five salaries in the conference. Um, my guess, I don't even know this, volleyball is probably one of those. Um, but I do wonder if that is where women's soccer is, that barring something that's unexpected, you try to peel that back a little bit and then put a bunch of incentives in there. Where maybe somebody can earn that. Right. But you're not just keeping that salary for the new coach to go out and chase that is my guess.
2: I think you would have to, if I were, and look, the next, the, the next time that someone at Ole Miss or anywhere else comes to me for hiring advice will be the first time. But I think the question I would have to ask myself internally is, what's the ceiling? What's the realistic ceiling here? I don't mean a Cinderella run. What's the realistic ceiling? Soccer? Yeah. So sixteen.
1: Yeah, I would. Assume, I mean, again, I know
2: nothing about the sport, but just in theory. And so you know, if that's the case, you know, and then I'd probably say, what's the realistic floor? What's what's the you know where should we where, where should we be landing on an average year? Again, not a Cinderella run, or not a year where my top six players all go down with knee injuries. What's what's a realistic what's the baseline? Yeah, what's kind of my realistic number? And then I'm trying to sort of hire commiserate to that, and I think I would probably go young, up and coming, energy. And when that person wins, he or she moves on, and I hire the next one. I, I think that's what I would try to do at a program like Ole Miss, that I'm guessing doesn't just simply does not have the resources in soccer that say Florida has, or um, I don't even know who the other. Kentucky is, is a pretty big program, I think. Um, you know,
1: whomever, whomever, know. yeah, I don't know,
2: but I don't think you can just throw money at everything. At some point, it becomes self defeating, and in this environment, like in NIL and all of the, I'm, I'm stop, stop, Neil, stop, pay for play, yeah, um, I'm going to start hitting myself every time that I say the word NIL. Like just gonna punch my leg or something every time I do it. Um, I think you've got to prioritize. You got to make decisions. You do. I mean, there are
1: and Ole Miss is overextended on football. It is. I mean, now if you win a ton of games, it's worth it. Yes, it's the price of poker. Sure, but financially and accounting wise, they are overextended on football. Yeah, so that has impacts on everything else. Sure. Including hiring and firing decisions, frankly. Yeah. Across the spectrum. Because you have buyouts and stuff. Of course. I mean, it's... When you step up to... I mean, the, had Kermit go 9-9, nine and nine, he would not have been fired. No. Because they went, no, oh, that's, that's a just buyout right there. Yeah, they just that's, roll with it. That's $4.2 million, so I'm good. I mean, Kermit's
2: challenge was to be competitive. Pardon me. Yeah. Be competitive enough to the po- point where you... Keep excitement at least humming in the building. And obviously, that did not. Happen. They didn't, and so they made a a big move. And and I mean, it's you know.
1: Oh, there've been no fears with coaching hires. I mean, you
2: know, no, you no. Know, I mean, they they're they've, shooting at in those sports. and Those are the really high profile, big reward, big risk. You know, I mean, well, I mean, Keith's not ever going to get fired because of what tennis or golf
1: is doing. Like it just doesn't it, it's not it's not going to get you in, in in water.
2: Look, some people might complain when volleyball's not good or whatever. But you're never gonna get you're never gonna have the big staff meeting Like, hey we have problems when the volleyball arena's half empty on a Friday night. When Vaught Hemingway's half empty on a Saturday night. You got a problem. You're meeting on Monday. The Twitter's blowing up a little more yeah, yeah, you're uh, watching the film. Hey what happened here? I mean it was that I don't you know, it's the whole Matt Luke thing. I don't think they ever really intended to fire Matt Luke until it got to a place where there was just Hey, can we afford to do this again? Can we afford not to do this? And yeah, you're right. I mean, from a pure business standpoint, from a pure an accounting standpoint, take the emotion out of it. Is Ole Miss overextended in football? Yes. Now, is it worth it if they win big? Absolutely. Because of high, how high profile it is, what it means to the university, what it means to morale, to everything. Now, the flip side of that is when you are overextended and then you don't get your money's worth, gets a little, people get a little antsy. Well, it's why,
1: look, I mean, logically, you're Right. But I've had people around the football program go, hey, even though this much money's being poured in, that doesn't change the expectation. It's like, I get the job doesn't change. Like, you can pay Lane Kiffin a million dollars or $50 million, and that does not make it easier or harder for him to win football games. Well,
2: now you're getting into the honest discussion.
1: I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. I mean, it's what I've said about Mike all the time. He goes, God, we fill it up and we're paying him so much. I'm like, okay, explain. Sure. Tell me how that translates to a win, please. It doesn't. So mm-hmm. in that way... People are correct in saying that you want what you pay for. It's why I keep coming back to, you can't pay a coach to go eight and four who makes $9 million. I'm going, well, hold on. He actually goes sure. eight and four if he gets by every coach he makes more money than. If it literally is just a salary thing, Ole Miss goes eight and four next year. Yeah. And they go, oh, it's just welcome to the SEC. Right. It's th- just the cost of business. So the question is, what are you paying for? That is the question. And it's not even necessarily wins and losses. It, it's it's, it's like what, what what operationally are you wanting from your program? Because some years you're just going to lose games. Everybody else is trying to. Like it's why you don't make a huge deal out of one necessarily a year because things can go awry.
2: It's one of the things that I'm most interested in seeing what happens around the SEC just kind of every year now is not everybody can win. I mean, I was on Matt Moscona's show yesterday and he said that. Not everybody can win. If everybody's invested, somebody still, I mean, they still play the games and at the end of the game. Somebody has less points than the other. I mean, and sometimes the margins really, really small and you have to decide, okay, we how close are we? How far away are we? I mean, we use Missouri as an example. Go back and look at Missouri season last year and look at how very close they were to that being a special season. Really freaking close. But at the end of the year they just look at it and go six and seven. Yeah, there
1: is not a sport in the world that cares less about how you got there than than right. than college football. Your
2: record is your record. Yeah. So
1: that and golf.
2: You don't draw pictures of it. But I mean, you know, media days in Nashville in, in July, there's this parade of guys that you're like, okay, this guy makes ten million. He makes nine. He makes eight and a half. I mean. And yet the ones that make like five and a half. I mean, can you imagine at the press conference? You know, hey, we only lost by seven. I make $3 million less than that guy. Just think. They paid me $3 million more. You can't say that. So, I don't know. It's a
1: crazy the – whole, the whole deal's – But Lane's also getting a lot of what he wants from, like, analysts and things along those lines. I mean, it's not just salary. They've put money into that program in every way. I mean
2: – Memphis Rebel with the Super Chats is – do you think Keith and Company are slacking off on softball? I don't I don't know enough no, about
1: that. I, I don't really understand why they are I don't know enough about the inner workings at all. I don't really understand why they're as quote bad this year as yeah. they are. They should be better. Um they were pretty good last year. They were good last year. And their RPI is still thirty one. Like, even though they're seven and fourteen in the league, I think. Um The league's really good. The league is really really good. I think they're seven and fourteen, but they wouldn't make the tournament today. Yeah. I assume. I don't. Again, I don't know how their committee works versus other sports, so I don't want to. But I, I think they're in. Um, no, I don't know. I, I look. They've had a lot of stuff. I told you this. That has been a program that has been just obliterated by off-field stuff over the last five years in a lot of different ways, even with the current staff.
2: I was in Fayetteville earlier this year. I've gone up. I guess just. I. I think I. Did I go up to help Caroline move or something after her surgery. I think that's what it was. And yeah, it was. And the Florida softball team was at the hotel. Okay. And I was talking to one of their coaches, and we just were talking about stuff. And we got into talking about the league and because at that point I was like, Hey, you know, how'd you guys do this weekend? Like you're gonna go play the rubber game. It's this is a tough place to play. And then he goes, All these places are tough to play. Everybody's good. Everybody's invested, everybody's spending money, everybody. He goes. It's it's just
1: like every other sport. Yeah. But, he goes. Is, it's, it's just
2: it's brutal. brutal, you know. And he goes. No one feels sorry for you. You just whatever. It was an interesting conversation. Yeah. He was talking about just different places and how there was a time when some of those places would be. Hey, that we'll go get three there. Yeah. And now it's like now you just like hey let's make sure we get one or whatever. What's the
1: way to yeah. It's transitioned to the same way it is in baseball or football. It's like everybody's invested. So yeah, yeah.
2: just and so I, I don't I don't know we're. I don't even know what the point is. Is it just that it's the, everybody's putting money in, and somebody has to finish last in softball? That, somebody's because look, and you take one step back, and, and and a step back can look like you fell off a cliff when in reality you you didn't. You just kind of maybe you, you didn't pitch quite as well, or you didn't do. I mean, like Ole Miss baseball this year. I mean, yeah, you, don't, you can't say they don't care. I mean, they, I mean, they're they're invested. They're trying hard. It's the same exact coaching staff that won a national title less than twelve months ago. Mm-hmm. The margin for error is just so freaking small, and the game's changed. Yeah. Stories later, I mean, Tennessee last year was running roughshod through the SEC. They did the whole season. We forget about it because they didn't make it to Omaha and half twenty-five the, and five, and half the league did. But they ran roughshod through the league. They just kicked everybody's asses. And this year they're having a harder time. Now they're getting going now, but he didn't forget how to coach is my point. Vitello didn't like have some sort of a, but he didn't, he didn't forget how to coach. Yeah, he didn't. And I mean, you know, you, you, it's just, man, the league's brutal. It's, it's the, it's the part that wait till basket. If, if the basketball people are right about this year coming up, everybody's in for an absolute shock. Like, there are people around the league who are telling me there's going to be one bad team, one, which is great for the league, though. Great for the league, yeah. But what it's telling you is,
1: is hey, go ahead and get ready to have a pretty good team that finishes eight and ten. Exactly. Yeah,
2: where you're scre- now, you might make the damn tournament. Yeah, but- where you're screaming and yelling about we're only eight and ten, and no, you you're, you're yeah. good. Just the league's brutal. I mean, yeah. there's going to be a bunch of really good teams. I didn't say elite. Yeah, good. Really good teams with really good coaches. Look at the coaching roster in this league. It's never been better. And so you know you're 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 going to have schedule losses. You're going to have schedule wins. Uh, you're you're it's, it's going to be brutally difficult. Now, that's good for the league because the league will end up getting eight nine teams in the tournament, and mm-hmm. that's what it's all about.
1: But saddle up in the regular season. Yeah,
2: and so I don't know. I guess my the full circle in the soccer thing is you just have to, I think, I think one of the things you have to do if you're Keith or someone in his spot is I think you have to have people that you trust who can tell you, Hey, here's where here's your maximum return on investment. Yeah. And the truth is right now, if if return on investment comes from exposure and I mean, it's, it's football, obviously men's basketball, Baseball, softball, baseball, softball, women's basketball, mm-hmm. maybe in that order. The softball,
1: if it, softball is really good, it it really enhances your late May, June. You yeah, know, it's it's.
2: The TV people love softball.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. Is it? just That's the, a good question. Would you rather be nationally elite in softball or women's basketball? I think
2: women's basketball.
1: If you're nationally elite, women's basketball. But if you're just really good. Might be softball. Softball. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's probably true. And now look, softball's getting their new stadium. They have the worst facilities in the league. I think you can recruit and win at softball at Ole Miss. I do. I I think this makes sense to win here. Um, And the stadium will help. They're playing in a a place that's far worse than their counterparts.
2: And high school soccer down here is getting better. But it's still... It's not softball. It's still catching up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Correct. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages. The Ignite the 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's Nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone servers, portal controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties for those who need that extra
2: step. So again, 662-238-3159. Uh, graduation right around the corner. Uh, Also another baseball weekend. And sometimes people just come up to hang out on the weekends. And if you do make uh, OPA a part of your weekend, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. It's OPA on the Square, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant. I'll have a uh, mailbag up at some point tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency has been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you across the board, but if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialists can help. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send, so you have nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at six six two eight three two five one three eight, or check out their improved new website service specialist Ltd.com Get the beauty, be- the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Doctor Bubba McQueen, Doctor Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state of the art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals, schedule your appointment today, and take the first step towards a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's so much offered at Southern Traditions uh, beginner horseback ridings uh, offerings. Uh, you can compete at nationally recognized competitions for the more advanced riders. And it's also a great venue for events, reunions, parties, get the others, that kind of thing. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
1: Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, promshrimp.com. You can go to the website, choose one of seven different offerings, get those delivered straight to your door. If you're within 10 minutes, freezer to plate, and you are ready for uh, shrimp, Each, whatever night you choose. I got a lot going on, a lot of activities. Prime shrimp is perfect for a fast meal. It's great for a snack. I put it on salads a good bit during the day for lunch as well. So prime shrimp, use code RG, buy five pouches or more, and you get 25% off with RG for that uh, that code. And then if you're not sure what flavors you want, if you want to do some samplers, you don't necessarily want to commit to the entire pack, they got their sampler 12 pack going on right now. You can get two each of the New Orleans New Orleans barbecue, garlic herb butter, French quarter Alfredo, Louisiana boil, lemon and cracked pepper, and the signature. Use the code Stock Up S T O C K U P, twelve percent off on that sampler twelve pack. Now again, PrimeShrimp. Are you concerned? I mean, how concerned should the Celtics be right now? They're just like blowing games. Like they look really um, stupid in the last two or three minutes of games right now. Lose last night at home without Embiid. Yeah. I mean, Harden was great.
2: I mean, sure. I don't know that Harden can do that game after game anymore. Um, Embiid's probably still out for a little while. If I'm Philly, there's no way he plays in game two now because I just stole one. They're probably still okay, but I mean, we're getting back into margin of error. There's just not a lot in the NBA, there's a lot of good teams. Boston has to play well. When Boston plays well, they're the best team. They have yeah, to play sure. well. You know, and they got again, Harden was special last night. I don't know that I look for Boston to win game two easily and, and then this thing goes to Philly. And at some point, I, I think for Philly to win the series, Embiid has to play. I, I don't think they can win four games. And again, man, you you saw this in the Kings Warriors thing, right? These are not one off games. These are series. There will be adjustments made. And at some point, Philadelphia's got to have Embiid. I think if they can pull this off without Embiid, then hey man, Doc Rivers is kudos. Oh well, hats I mean, off, sure. And yeah. I think he's a great coach. But this would be one hell of an accomplishment. But Boston will make adjustments.
1: Yeah, I mean they're not out of the series. I'm oh not, no, I'm no. not putting them putting them to bed right now or anything. The one
2: that might get, is close to getting put to bed is, is Denver. Phoenix. Is Phoenix? Yeah. I know you're sad about that. I'm I'm struggling. Chris Paul got hurt last night. Call it growing tightness. Every it's it's like the thing that happens to him every playoff se- series. He gets he gets hurt at some point. You know, there's still it's still Kevin Durant and Devin Booker that that make their engine go. But Denver is playing at such a high level right now, mm-hmm. and Nikola Jokic is playing at. Embiid's going to win the MVP today, and he deserves to. It doesn't take anything away from the fact that Nikola Jokic is an MVP-caliber player. And And he's been the
1: best player over the last three years. Yes,
2: and, and is an absolute beast right now. And they're really good on defense. They have a lot of good role players. I mean, Jamal Murray was not particularly hot last night. It didn't matter. They still... Murray and and Jokic, when they're both healthy, their two man game is it's art because mm-hmm. you can't defend it. You there, there's nothing you can't stop it. Jokic is so big and so skilled, and Murray is so smooth, and then they have all those other weapons, Porter and um. I can't think of his name. Uh, they've been in the league forever. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Gordon. Gordon. Okay. They just have guys who are professional NBA veterans, professional guys. And then, like I said the other day, young guys who come in and give them quality minutes. And Malone's a good coach. He's been there forever. They have this established culture. And
1: Oh, look, they're really good. I mean, they're, they're legit. Tonight you get Miami and the Knicks, six thirty in that one for game two. Miami leading one nothing, so final game at the Garden before headed to Miami for games three and four. Um, and then uh Los Angeles Golden State game one tonight. That's nine o'clock on TNT for uh that one tonight. So six thirty, nine o'clock, uh double header on TNT tomorrow. Or tonight, sorry.
2: You know, there's gonna be so much pushback from people about they're gonna get tired of hearing about Warriors Lakers, and I get it. But at the same time, this is kind of cool, isn't it? That you get LeBron at the end of his, I guess the end of his career. Hell, maybe he plays till he's 60. But feels Here's like- the
1: surprising thing
2: for me. Okay. You know, I have no
1: real rooting interest in this at all. I, um, I kind of dislike both teams. That's kind of where I was going here, is that if you ask me, who do you pull for in the NBA? I, it's as loose as possible, but I say the Mavs. And then beyond mm-hmm. that, it's a lot of Eastern Conference teams. I like the Celtics. I like the 76ers. I like. I actually find myself watching more Eastern Conference than Western Conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just do. Even sure. with the Grizzlies right up the road. But when I said, okay, because this is the, this is my thing. I remember mean, people on podcast know I say this once a week. You watch a game, you're going to mentally pick somebody you want to win the game. You mm-hmm. just are. You When the ball's in the air, it's like when you need to make a decision, you flip a coin because when the coin's in the air, so you're going to want that to fall one way or the other as it's coming down. Right. I want the Warriors to win, which I didn't expect. Oh. But I went, no, I, I'm just, I'm tired of the Lakers. I don't want the Lakers to win. And I don't know why, because I'm not like super hated of LeBron James or anything. But there's something about, I get this way, something about what the Warriors have done is I kind of go, I want to see how long you can ride this out. I don't know. Go ahead. Try to win it again. I'm curious. I don't know who I'm
2: for. I'm almost kind of looking forward to the first quarter tonight because I think at some point it'll hit me that. I want one of these two teams to win. And as I sit here right now,
1: I will pull for Denver against either one of these teams in the next round. I actually want, I think I want Denver Philly in the final. Oh, and I typically pull for the Celtics. They're sort of the Eastern team that I find myself pulling for the most, but for whatever reason, Kendrick
2: Perkins, I do not want Denver Philly in the final. don't want that. Don't want that. I got to relive some stupid stuff day okay. in and day out. All right. I'm look, I'm I'm I am fascinated by this series because whoever wins it is going to scare the hell out of Denver because of what who they are. Like the the warriors just terrify you because it's Steph and Clay and suddenly they get hot and I mean Steph's like kicking the ball from 3 quarters and it's oh, it's in. He gets going and he's he's like Michael Jordan at, at his... Well, I, mean, I was
1: watching this in real time with a big Lakers fan, Michael Katz, who covers Ole Miss for the Day with Journal. He's from California. He's a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. Legitimately not one of those from yeah, across yeah. the country. Yeah. And as soon as he saw the Warriors were going to win that Game 7, he's having like these horror moments. Mm-hmm. Like going, oh God, Steph's going to score 60 every night and we have no chance. And I mean, it completely got in his head that it was Golden State and not Sacramento. I mean, it was just... Oh, I mean, on. look,
2: I mean, as a Thunder fan, I mean, watching, <laughs> watching those two do their thing and Draymond doing his thing and yeah. it's PTSD and until they're done, I don't count them out. As long as there's a pulse, it's, it's not over. But I also think it's, I just think it's cool if you like basketball and you like the NBA and people like me, and I know we're probably rare here that do. This is kind of cool that we get to see this. These are, this is an all time great team an all-time great player. When I say team, I don't mean this year's team, but I mean that group. Yeah. Clay and Steph and Draymond, they won before KD. They've won after KD. Here they are again. They were, everybody's counting them out. And at one point, it looked like they might not even make the playoffs. And. you think Steph likes KD. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, they got out of KD what they wanted to get out of KD. Three finals appearances, two titles. Yeah, sure. But I'm, sure he probably values winning without him yeah sure i mean katie's fine we talked about the whole durant thing till we're blue in the face kevin durant's just not driven in a way that and he's also not a natural alpha sure does it mean that he's not a great player because he's a great player sure a great player I mean, I push back against people like, "Oh, he doesn't
1: defend." Yeah, he does. He's a great defender. He well, he's get... maybe I mean, he's one of the top scorers of all time. But we're never going, "Oh God, Jordan, Durant, LeBron, and Kobe." I mean, yeah, it's just not. That's not his. No, his shtick. Yeah,
2: it's just not who he is. And he kind of has a little bit of, he has some people that kind of guide him around, and he's a little bit of a follower, and he's yeah, got really a, he's got a lot of outside interest. He's not just basketball. Yeah, sure, which is okay. Yeah, I mean. Look, you gonna get look. You gonna get LeBron's best here. Oh, you are, and you are gonna get Steph's best. They yeah. raise, they raise tides. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I don't. Kind of, I think I'm for the Lakers, but I'm not exactly sure. I kind of like, I kind of like some of the role players on the Lakers team. I, I like Dennis Schroeder. I like Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is fun. I mean, Hillbilly Kobe and that whole deal. That's mm-hmm. fun. Um. I like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, you know, I mean, I. Yeah. The the Warriors, the, I, I think I'm for the Lakers. I think I will catch myself cheering for L.A. But I admire Golden State in a in a just if in you, a way that's difficult. But you do. Yeah, it, in a way that if you admire greatness in anything, even if you don't understand it, you oh. know, it's like you watch Messi play, even if you don't really understand soccer, you realize that's greatness, especially in his earlier days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. You you admire, you just admire greatness. It's one of the reasons that that World Cup final was so watched by people is I think they realized, oh, we
1: are seeing a moment together here. Yeah. We're watching
2: a moment that involves greatness. Yeah. Even if we don't completely understand Mm -hmm. what the sport is, when you go watch a hockey game and McDavid plays, you don't really understand exactly what he's doing. Way of, that, okay. The way that if you were a hockey aficionado, yeah. you understand, oh, well, here's what he did, here's what he did, but you understand greatness. Yeah, we know great. Yeah, we know great, and when you watch LeBron in his prime, you knew you were watching greatness, and yeah. Steph is greatness, and so you get all these people around them that they rise them, and it's fun. I mean, that's going to be a fun – if I'm Denver, I want that series to go seven games. Yeah. Exhaust Beat each, the
1: hell out of each other. Exhaust each
2: other and make it emotional where – you're going to come to Denver for game one and you're going to be completely flat and we're going to pop you and get ahead and figure out. A and way we'll go from there, figure out a way to get to four wins. Yeah.
1: You segue this in. I, because of the havoc going on, I'm really into the Stanley cup playoffs right now because last night happens again. The Rangers get eliminated by the devils last night. You beat four Oh in a game seven that they were never even competitive at all. These are the teams left in this thing. Toronto, Edmonton, Dallas, Vegas, Carolina, New Jersey, Florida, Seattle. Oh. That's the eight left. I mean, obviously I the Devils have won titles. Carolina's been good. Yeah. But give me, I mean, I, I am as casual as can be for the NHL, give me a Maple Leafs Oilers final. Yeah. Would love a Maple Leafs Oilers final. That tortured fan base in Toronto, they're actually the statistical favorite, by the way, from an analytical standpoint.
2: Do you see where the, the Panthers are requiring proof of U.S. citizenship to buy that. tickets? That's great. Yes. <laughs> Because
1: the Maple Leafs travel like crazy, yeah. and it's yeah. it's
2: <laughs> it's almost like soccer. I mean, not soccer. Hockey's really big there. What it tells me if I am the NHL, I got parody it's Is good. that I've got a really good product. Now yeah, I've got, yeah, to, yeah. Now I've got to figure out how to get people to understand it. No, it, it's picking it up for like even. I
1: am whoa, hold on, this is neat, this is cool. It's not just the one seeds beating the crap of everybody, and you move through, yeah. and it's I mean, whatever.
2: We talk about this all the time. What makes the NFL so popular? It's three things. One, it's fantasy football. Two, it's gambling. And three, it's that in so many markets you can talk yourself into, hey, we're a playoff contender.
1: Well, and look at this. Outside of Florida, all these are really good hockey markets. Like Carolina, they support them there. Vegas is a great hockey market. Dallas is a good hockey market. The Stars have been very successful in Dallas after moving from Minneapolis. I mean, it's it's really, really good. Um, But – Statistically, analytically, the uh, Maple Leafs have have a 26% chance of winning the Stanley Cup. The Oilers have a 17. The Stars have a 15. Vegas, 12. Carolina, 12. Devils, 9. Florida, 8. Kraken, 2 is what they uh, have it at right
2: now. If you're the NHL, do you want Edmonton, Toronto? Yeah, because you get
1: best player, Connor McDavid, against maybe with the best fan base in hockey, but hasn't won in 20 years. Like, hasn't even done anything. Would you get
2: a U.S. audience? Or does it matter?
1: There's not a US team that you're going, oh, it's not like I get the Rangers. Right. You know what I mean? Like ruins. it'd be different if I got or even the Blackhawks or the Red Wings where sure. I can play around that. Sure. But no, give me the two that's just the two best whatever and let me run with it. I mean, I don't I don't think your viewership is jumping up because it's New Jersey, Toronto, or another right. in the same conference, but whatever. Vegas, point. New Jersey. Yeah, whatever. Right. That's not changing the dial because it's that. Just give me the best. In some ways, I kind of want the Canadian teams to. It's hockey, like I'm. They I'm, love it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Give me. Yeah. Get, it's going to be more of a World Cup soccer kind of feel to it. Give me that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll run with it. I'll be all right.
2: That's no big deal. But I'm I'm kind of in. I'm. If I'm the NHL, though, I mean I don't being repetitive. I'm I'm sitting in a room going, "Hey guys, we have a great problem, but it's a problem."
1: The uh the four teams le or the eight teams left at this point, uh the the matchups. Florida's at Toronto, so Maple Leafs heavy favorite over the Panthers because you got to think emotionally, Florida's pretty spin here. Uh Seattle against Dallas, Dallas is a very heavy favorite here. New Jersey at Carolina, that's a good series, and Edmonton at Vegas, that's
2: a good series. Yeah. So those are your Oh, uh, Edmonton, Vegas. Got to be fun to go to. Yeah, that's a that's a it was good a one. Right great venue for it was awesome. It was one of the coolest things. It was cool. It was a regular season game in December, and it was just fun. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. We got some more stuff coming tomorrow. I had actually more on my list, so we'll hit that a little bit. We got a 2024 mock draft we'll go over a little bit. Obviously, everybody knows Caleb Williams, the number one pick um, for next year as of right now. I was
2: got another defensive back in that deal. I saw that. Hawkeyes defense, baby. I did see that. Also,
1: Arizona is projected to have the number one pick last year, and they have the Houston's pick. So there is a decent chance they can draft one two one three one two two three something like that mm-hmm. next year. So just uh, keep that in mind. Kentucky Derby had its posting uh, stuff yesterday as far as the uh, the draw for where they will be lining up. Um, so anyway, that
2: and more coming up. Interesting name for one of the horses, by the way. Was it? Yeah, yeah I didn't see that. Thank God it was spelled a little differently it's forte oh
1: you're right yeah yeah,
2: oh, yeah. jesus christ <laughs> i know we've
1: none, america did not need that this week that is we, that is true we dodged a bullet we did and they, it was the favorite too three to one i know I saw yeah. that all right uh little rock 11 o'clock rebels and trojans yeah trojans is uh Ole miss and little rock coming up today school day game hope everyone's safe hope all the kids have a great time and we'll talk to you again tomorrow